You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. You know, as much as this is certainly my most anticipated film of this year, like I've been on pins and needles waiting for this film, Blue I'm also early. equally excited that uh, this also means that we're going to get another Office Space movie. Finally, a sequel, Office Space, Dune Two Girls at Once. <laughs> <sighs> All right, and that's the review. All right, for let's, Dune uh, let's, uh, is it too late? My to final restart? thoughts are: uh, well, you was, know, you got to find a new joke when my jokes are bad. Uh, I was just amazed they didn't use the Dune theme. I'm surprised that uh, that you think that was still a joke. It was Uh, definitely a joke. Because that was my bad joke that I wasn't going to say. But since we're saying all the bad jokes, let's just get them all out now. Oh, God. Uh, I don't like sand. I I do love it, though, because I I stole that from multiple memes that have come out with that lately because of Dune 2. And it's been killing me. The best was the one with the picture of George Bush being whispered in his ear with that (laughs) 9-11 happened. Except they like shut the face of the guy from from office space it's like sir the second girl has entered the room for you to do <laughs> <laughs> why, why office space why are we talking about office space? i don't know let's move on to dune part two let's move electric on. boogaloo <laughs> electric boogaloo the revenge the revenge of the spice <laughs> back in the habit the spice girls part two hey that's gonna be the tv show that's with the, the Benny Benny Jesuit. show it's the yeah. real the spice, spice girls. girls the real spice girls. <laughs> spice world spice Actually, Spice World was the prequel to Dune, if you guys didn't know. But uh, reviewing this movie in their huge, uh, just delirium of fandom is me, Chris. Right. Marco. I've been a fan of this book since I first read it when I was a teenager. My dad was kind of like, would just leave it in my bedroom. <laughs> He's like, just like put it on your, just in case you want to read it. Hey, it's honey, just, it's honey, right just, here. It's right there. Just right here. Just read Somewhere it. in here is a hundred dollar bill. <laughs> <laughs> like, like some whiskey. Like, look, I know you're going to do it anyway, but at least do it at home. I, I hope under you adult just, supervision. You took the book and you're just like flipped it. Like, <laughs> just let it go out. It's like, I'm smarter than you, dad. No, he did that thing like birthday cards. Like, oh, pretend like you're reading the card. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to take the money first. I'm going to pretend but to read the you card. Know it took me a long time to read the sequels, though. I read the book, the original Dune, probably yeah. three or four times before I ever read any of the sequels. And that wasn't until I was in my third. 30s, and then I ripped through the entire, like, all the Herberts, mm-hmm. you know, and as well, even didn't even stop there. I was like, what's this, the White Plague? I'll read that. You know, <laughs> you're just like, kind of like, oh, I like this guy. I'm going to keep reading. But uh, Dune Part 2, obviously the first one left on sort of a cliffhanger, as you will, after a lot of setup for their universe and was very, very well received. 
I think Dune Part 2 is going to be the one that sort of brings together people who were a little more mixed on the first one. Because I know people who were. Who sure. were like, I, I admire so much about it, but I don't think it's a, perfect. Because some of it was like, I'm annoyed by what wasn't here that was left out. It's because a lot of stuff got moved around. And obviously Vill- Villanueva is taking a sci-fi story that is not Star Wars. Sorry. No, decidedly not. Uh, that is really... Uh, political. It's very uh, much about religion. Uh, there is a lot of very important stuff in discussion going on here. It's hard sci-fi. He's taking it and he realizes he has to update it to some point. He has to make it accessible to today's and world. And make it appealing and make to it appealing. the general audience yeah, at the same time. As well, by, while never dumbing anything down. No. And a lot of the stuff you feel like you were missing in the first one, you are getting in the second one. Yeah. As well. And you will find as well in this one, there's stuff that as well that I feel like was missing from the book that will almost certainly be in the already announced third film. Sure. And it makes, when you really put it all together, you think about it, you go, yeah, actually it makes more sense in, in a later film to, for that to be there anyway, <laughs> the way he's going. But you get the return of all the characters who survived the last one. And of course, most importantly, Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya. Oscar Isaac's back. Yeah. <laughs> Not a, all the ones who survived, I said. Survived. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, all the, I, I kept hoping for like the ghost of Duncan Idaho to show up at some point. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jason Momoa was in that. That's yeah. not until several books later. No, and that literally <laughs> does happen. <laughs> I actually, I get that reference. I, 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 know uh, what I forget about. the name of the actor who played Thufer Hawat. I really wanted to see him return. Yeah. But he did not. No. Uh, there are no ghosts coming back in this one. There's no force ghosts in the Dune universe. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> ghost babies? No. No. Clones later. Cl- but, yeah, yeah. But yeah, not, yeah. not There's at this magic point in the story. babies, but not magic uh, ghost babies. Yeah. Babies. But now. Uh, <laughs> Timothy Chalamet's character, uh, Paul, uh, has is firmly trying to integrate with his mother, uh, Rebecca Ferguson, playing the role, with the Fremen. And the Harkonnens have just destroyed pretty much every Atreides. They've just murdered the whole house. Yep. And there are like, maybe like four left. <laughs> you know? Three, technically. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and They red wedding the hell out of them. And he's like, I want <laughs> revenge on them. But also, I like Paul's already had some visions. And he's like, I... I kind of starting to see where this needs to go. And part of this is it, I have real sympathy for these people in the desert. These, these people who are fighting for their very existence and it's just going to get worse with the Harkonnens back in power. And I think I would be in fact a good leader, but ultimately nothing's going to happen if they don't accept me first. So the kind of the first cold act of this film is him proving himself to these people, half of which are like, we don't want these people here. They don't belong the here. Outsiders. And he's certainly not this messiah that the whole southern part of the planet, which we haven't seen before this. Right. Uh, the Fremen who live there, which is a much more populous area. Fundamentalist they area. Bo- too, very so fundamentalist. The yeah. They believe in... It's the, always in the south, isn't it? Yeah. Always those but southern they, evangelicals. <laughs> they believe in the idea of, of this chosen one which was indeed planted by the Benny Gesserit Rebecca Ferguson's order in the first place long ago because the Benny Gesserit have a plan and it is long term those old this, witches this is their ultimate backup plan they just seed this idea on primitive planets all over the universe because hey if a Benny Gesserit ever finds herself trapped stranded on some you know planet with a bunch of superstitious natives guess what we've got a convenient story and 
key phrases and things are like, oh, they are the prophesied there's a, one. There's a lot of cynicism in just what you just said there about religion that is inherent yeah. in the original book and here even more so pronounced in the film. That's what I, I find so fascinating about this. And I, I, I have not read the books and uh, Wikipedia was definitely my friend. Uh, <laughs> but like, I, I really find this uh, fascinating that this was like, you know, the, 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 the inspiration for a lot of things that people uh, in the general audience know and love, like Game of Thrones and Star Wars, and and how this was actually attacking more religion, which I love that yeah. kind of subject, or at least that, uh, it's that doing challenge. It, it's doing it in a very intelligent way. And though. it's it's super interesting, and it has this such great long game, yeah. uh, which it definitely it's all go, about long games. It's all about long yeah. games. And <laughs> everybody in here has a very long. It's game. it's crazy because I mean you know you're taking place in ten thousand years in the future yeah. and like we've been doing this for thousands of years. I'm like oh okay, and uh, we're just like now seeing like how this is all like coming together. Which still I'm assuming from all the other books is like oh it goes even further. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> it, it gets weird. It gets super weird. Not in the movie. Per, this movie per se. No, Although no. there are very there's very weird psychedelic stuff in this movie. Do, do you but... mean the weirding way? No. It, I know that reference. Think, yes, good job. If you think Denny Villeneuve's uh, adaptation of Dune is weird and impenetrable, oh my God, you Just have not right. even got into the other films yet. <laughs> All I know is God Emperor Dune. No, I do want to warn everyone, as I, we were saying, like there is another film planned. It is not an adaptation of Dune, the book. The two sequels are very... Like I always say... If you're interested in Dune, read the first three books. If you're just so in love, you can't take it and you want more, keep reading. But honestly, you can be okay ending at Children of Dune. Yeah. It's, Dune 4, well, I mean, the fourth book, yeah, but I agree. Three is a pretty good jumping off point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I really like all the books, but three is like the end of sanity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> it, it, as far as I know, it gets so, so crazy hard sci-fi. Yeah. It's like, what the living fuck? But I just want to warn people that this movie again, like the first one is, it's a little bit more closure, certainly, but it is definitely on a sort of like this story is nowhere near over. Yeah. Like it's sort of right. it, as someone, uh, a friend of mine compared it to sort of this it's this movie's Empire Strike ba Strikes Back in a weird sort of way because it's very uh, okay. It has that sort of like everybody's going off to do their thing, yeah, yeah, and like the, like shit is about I'm to sure get really I see bad. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it still has a great satisfying ending at the same time. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, it wraps up pretty much like most of the stuff that you were set, up, set in up in the first, in the first movie, one. Yeah, it's wrapped up. Yeah, there are a few things that, and again, as someone who's enjoyed the books, you know that. The problem with that, of course, is you kind of have to try to turn that part of your brain off. Sure. And, you know, he's made some really smart choices. Now, there's some other choices that I'm not sure I'm crazy about, but I also think it's because, hey, I could give you a satisfying, you know, conclusion of this. But some of these things I'm going to hold in reserve, mm -hmm. things that are resolved in the book. He's like, I'm going to hold that off because I think I can use that to connect yeah. it to the next he, film. He has, he has moved some things that already have happened in Dune into the next films. And I think that those were largely wise decisions for me. Yes. For like knowing, seeing his version of this, which is not wildly different from the book, no, but it just not. makes some adjustments here and there. As far as right. I can sense. tell, is it like it at least helps... Uh, I mean, we could talk about some performances here and there, but uh, Zendaya's character, like, incredibly, because it 
it gives her so much to do in That's this movie. That's a major change and a great change. It's but it's great. true for all of the women. Because oh, yeah. in the yeah, 60s, this was probably strong female characters for the 1960s. Sure. But, but Villeneuve has given these ladies agency mm-hmm. before they just kind of got swept along with Paul's plot. Yeah. But here, even Zendaya, uh, whose character Chani has typically been like just a willing partner in everything Paul wants to do here she's like hey I've got some doubts about what we're doing here yeah Yeah. she's very confused about what the grand plan is here and doesn't even she loves Paul but she doesn't completely understand this bigger picture she doesn't know she can trust him Paul can't tell her the whole bigger picture because she would probably be like I should kill you I I mean I don't even (laughs) know if it's the bigger picture like oh get ready there's a huge guy that turns into a worm (laughs) I I think she's very aware like no no these are these are the myths that they planted these ideas and Uh they're using it to manipulate you guys. Well, it's this guy's not she's the not a fundamentalist. Well, that's she's a, not that's a fundamentalist. A, that's a yeah. big change from the book. Big change. Because like she is kind of the voice of like I don't really be- I know that these came from your mom's people right. and yeah. not from our own people. They're not organic, but these idiots all bought it. I'm not sure. Obviously some shit is happening with yeah. Paul regardless. <laughs> some some shit yeah. is going on yeah. right. that's pretty amazing and we are in fact like winning, but yeah. that being said, I, I don't know what's happening in a bigger picture, and I don't, I'm more, I don't like more how not I'm trusting this right. guy that I've fallen in love with. And, and right. whatever, and we're all cool with killing the Harkonnens, but if you're using our people, my people, to like, you know, work out some agenda or like settle some beef with all these other offholders, to be fodder. Yeah. that's not what I'm into. That, right. that, I don't think you're the fucking messiah, and I don't want my people to be abused and used for, you know, your cynical purposes. Yeah. And, that's really interesting. Whereas Ferguson is used more in a sort of diabolical oh, sense. Yeah. Really, yeah. Where like before she was just, again, kind of along for the ride in many ways. In fact, even kind of got scared, was presented as being kind of scared of Paul. Like this is out of my control here. She feels like the real manipulator behind the scenes. Yeah. You well, know, she's this becoming is like the new reverend they, mother. Yeah. This is when they go to the Ewok village and Luke <laughs> tells Streepio like, Hey man, uh, act like a God. What? Just trust me. Act yeah. like a god. You know, it, if it had been a it's, cynical thing planned ahead, I, I, I didn't know that like, like Luke Skywalker was the Lady Jessica yeah. to C-3PO's Paul like, Trainees. The, the Jedi, <laughs> the Jedi Order visited the Ewok village thousands of years ago and told them one day a golden god Luke, will appear. We've been planning this them. for centuries. Yeah, if Lucas had been smarter when he wrote the script. Um, <laughs> But there are some new actors coming into this. Austin Butler, who, of course, played Elvis, to whether or not you like the movie, you got to credit his performance sure. uh, in Basil Ehrman's Elvis. It's a hell of a performance. And in fact, one that I heard that it took him, he had to go back to a speech coach to lose the Elvis accent. Yeah, he, I, I've seen clips before. <laughs> it's really hard and, to stop talking like Elvis. Like, once you start talking like Elvis, it's you a can't go back. before and after video of him talking before that. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. Uh, but he comes in as the nephew of the Baron Harkonnen, uh, uh, Fade Ratha, who is obviously was played very differently by Sting. You know, <laughs> both these are very sexy men, but here the Harkonnens are played to I mean, repulsive is not the right term because D- Dune went for repulsive, the original Dune. Yeah, but this is going for like 
almost a sort of they almost look like a clone race everybody's yeah. bald yeah. and hairless it, it feels and, very and, uh, uh pure white. masochistic yeah. uh and sadistic sadistic yeah. very yeah. sadistic very uh, uh third reiki in its own way which is so different from the books because the Harkonnens are very colorful. Here, he literally takes the color out of their world. Yeah, there's and it's that so that, visually striking. That great scene with the uh, testing, uh, Faye, Fade, Fade. Fade. God, I'm not going to get his name right. Um, Play it like Fade with an apostrophe D. Fade. Um, with that scene where like the sun is bleaching out everything, yeah. and like you see the transition of them like when they're in like the they corridors. describe it as having a black sun. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. No, I mean the obviously it's a, a movie by Villeneuve. The uh, visuals are very impressive. It's insane. Like the scope of everything is crazy. But he's like completely shaved, eyebrows included, and he is like just like they they describe him as like yes, he's he is a very psychopath. talented, a complete psychopath. However, <laughs> then you've got Florence Pugh coming in here playing the daughter of the emperor. Who, if you read the books or seen the previous movie, you know that she ends up playing a huge part in the story. Uh, and in the original book, she's a very minor part, a narrator at best yeah. through most of it. She's here, the historian. Of here, Dune. they give her a lot more to do, where yeah. she is tied into the Bene Gesserit, and uh, she is wants to know what the bigger plan is. And she's very smart. And even the, the emperor played by Christopher Walken who joins the cast here as the emperor uh, is very impressed with her. Like you are yeah. going to be an incredible empress. And that seems very clear that she could be, if yeah. it wasn't for the events that are going to happen <laughs> yeah. where she's basically powerless. Uh, then you have a lacid say joining the, uh, the cast here as a Bene Gesserit who is, I believe is she, she she's in the book, but she's very minor. She's a she's total Cal, like, minor Fenring's character. wife. It's just, oh, she was a Betty Jesuit, but here she actually has a lot more to do. Yeah. 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 Well, again, every I don't want to say too much because the character has been given more her, to do. Her arc is kind of new, and I don't want to yeah. spoil anything about it, but it is something that is. It drives a plot. It's the, a catalyst. It's to a, a catalyst to, to a something character. that will clearly happen in the next film. Yeah. Like her, her role is important, but here it's just establishing she does certain things and, and right. because of it certain things happen that is going to be important later. let's just say the Bene Gesserit again have plans and backups yeah a backup upon backup upon backup but which you know, is ironic because plan B is a popular contraceptive and the uh, Bene Gesserit <laughs> they've got more than plan B they're like we're we've run out of alphabetical numbers uh, as well of course I'm really pleased to see Josh Brolin return sure. again in the he's film. so good like uh, he's not in it for the whole first half but when he returns he is just a commanding personality in the yeah. film you yeah. young pup yeah <laughs> I, like also I don't know if you guys uh, noticed this but I was uh, there was a scene that's shared by a lot of the actors and one of them was Josh Brolin and uh, Javier Bardem plays uh, uh, Stilgar and I was like, oh, No Country for Old Men. I was like, fucking A, that's awesome. No Country for Old Men reunion. Right. I thought that was beautiful. Uh, it says on Wikipedia, Tim Blake Nelson had an undisclosed role. Did I miss something? I think he's one of the <gasps> Harkonnen who's just shaved. Oh, okay. Like oh, all no, those guys are bald. Maybe he was the one that brought the wrong. knives. He maybe? was just on a crazy makeup. Oh, okay. I'd have to look because I wasn't looking for him. It's hard to tell yeah. because I couldn't even. I was watching the movie. I'd forgotten who was playing Fade because, like, and what I was it? like, oh. wait, is that? 
Is that the it guy or is it someone else? Oh, yeah. well, it, it actually would have been. I mean, it, uh, what's his name? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah Pennywise, Scar- guy. Uh, Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've been mean, kind of like, well, I mean, yeah, that kind of makes sense also for Fade as well. Yeah, um, I, I mean, it would have been. Sense. I think it might have been like one of the Star Wars kind of deals. Like, hey man, can I play a stormtrooper? Like in the Dune equivalent right. is like, can <clears throat> I just play a Harkonnen and I'll shave my head sure. and just um, stand around I in the background? I could see Tim Blake Nelson, who's an incredibly intelligent man, being a huge fan of the dune books and yeah being like yeah i just i'll take any role yeah what do you got yeah uh and obviously the word got out that anya taylor joy has a very small but deeply important role yes. in this film so, and again more things to pay off down the road as yeah. wikipedia would tell i mean you you, you <laughs> don't start pre-casting your future films unless you've already got some plans to yeah. do them All right. like the benny jesuit benny uh, jesuit yeah i think that this is even better than i pictured it being it's uh, I really do. Incredible. Uh, I, it took me a little while to be fully all in because I was n- so nervous about it. I was watching it. I just felt very, very nervous about this really? not going the way, not being as successful as I want it to be. And I think I was like fighting with like stomach upset about it. I think it. every... Because what if this had not been good or well, even that, great? Yeah. You know? I, I think a lot of the audience, I could feel like this like sort of hush over i mean granted we're all quiet but uh it felt there was like a a sense of um unease and uh and excitement at the same time because i i was i felt like i was in a trance in the entire movie like it this movie took me over almost immediately i uh, i i I think it's because people were paying attention it's a movie where you have to pay attention yeah. yeah because sometimes something that you know comes up is just a line or a brief scene turns out to be very important later on somewhere or or again like we were saying it could be important in another film damn piss breaks i swear to god yeah i swear oh my god like maybe like like, i need a still suit to come in dehydrated yeah come in dehydrated (laughs) don't ever piss bring a still suit if you have one this is not a (laughs) this is not a this is not a come in and have a bunch of beers movie i i'm waiting for a whiskey still suit i just want (laughs) to i just want to have a whiskey still suit so i can produce my own whiskey for my own waste i Uh, fucking love that dude and i would never leave I would just sit there Marco, and drink and piss. I would, I would drink your single mom. You, 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 I'll have my little catch pocket with a little tube and you can suck on it. This like, water of life is great. That's amazing. Is it right? <laughs> Why is it bright brown? <laughs> <laughs> That's Pete. Just say it's Pete. It's Pete. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I think that this actually succeeds in ways that even the first one didn't. I thought the first one was, I think I gave it a 10 out of 10. Yeah. Uh, and I think this is even a better film, but it is one of those films that you have to sit and l- absorb the entire movie before you know how you feel about it. Because uh, I'm I like watching it and there's nothing I dislike <laughs> other than I feel like there's a real quick from, hey, go out into the desert and for and, and where we're going to uh, you have to do Fremen stuff by yourself to like. Suddenly, everybody's like, yep, he's the one. I was like, it felt like it Man. skipped over a whole bunch of time real fast. And it has. I mean, yeah. It literally does compress yeah. a lot but, of But time. I think the way that they edit it and the pacing of it and how they explain his uh, progression within the, the Fremen culture. And uh, there's like they do some uh, and I, I think they do the right kind of uh, montage shit. Um, it it builds his character enough to where you completely understand it's still where he stands within the Fremen culture, mainly with like Stilgar's like just trying to believe that he is the one. And then everyone else kind of like, mm, maybe 
I thought it like it worked so well, and like I, I guess it has been years and years. I did not know that. Uh, I mean, I know I Wikipedia, um, yeah. but uh, I understand they've been out in the desert for like decades or something like that at that point or whatever. It's it is. several years, maybe not decades or yet, but it's years. been at least ten years. Also, right. it kind of feels like Eight at points like his mom, who is uh, like pregnant with his sister. Seems like she's pregnant for a really long fucking yeah. time. I mean, well, that's the thing. What they've taken about five years, yeah. and they have compressed it into less than nine months. And I think that's maybe my only real bitch with this movie at all. And it's so like, who cares in the bigger run uh, right. picture? But like all the, the that that they're doing that that clearly there's a lot of stuff we missed. But I felt like. Her pregnancy is like maybe they should have addressed it. This is an unusually large pregnancy. Yeah. Usually, people are not pregnant for five years. I, I, uh, I, I, but maybe the, the years didn't actually take place. Maybe it's only been just like nine months, right? But that's but the fact that it feels like it skips over large periods of time right. makes you go like, but how long is this but, but again, going that, on? That, it feels confusing. That pregnancy know. is is. I'm being very careful around spoilers. I mean, that pregnancy is very important. But sure. again, there are certain things. There are certain payoffs that. Deneuve has he's withheld They're very strategically I think I agree but it does throw off the time frame quite a bit and as a book lover I'm kind of struggling with some of that sure uh, but you know once you kind of turn your brain off or at least that part of your brain that's being pedantic and going, well that's not in the book yeah. then you kind of just fall into its rhythms and it gives you that sense of time but it's like you have almost what it's like two hours and 45 minutes yeah. or something it's like why did you cut so much when you have all this time? And partly it's because he takes these smaller scenes, whether they're original to the book or invented, yeah. and really gives them the time to play out. And and let them breathe. Yeah. And like I, I, I don't know. I uh, I remember the first time watching, uh, I don't know why I'm bringing this up, but uh, mainly because the how, lo- like the time frame thing. Um, in Breaking Bad, when you realize, spoiler, fuck you if you haven't seen it. Um, <laughs> but like Christ. the first like three or four seasons all take place within a year. Yeah. And you're like, wait, what? Has it been like 20 minutes and Wright is only now bringing up writing Breaking Bad? Is well, you're, I'm surprised I haven't brought up the wire yet. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, if I, Nathan I were th- here, he would have already mentioned <laughs> Better Call Saul within the first two minutes of the review. True. But the, well, well, that's why I forgive it. Cause again, as someone who's only seen the movies and I haven't read the books, I was like, that it to me as an audience goer, I think it makes complete sense. And, sure. it, and it, it flows really well for like definitely a general audience member for sure. sure. We saw this in the smaller theater that I work at, the Violet Crown. And it was it was a hard decision, really. It really was because I'm like, it, it's playing. I'd love to see this in, in IMAX. I think it's the third biggest IMAX in the in the world, which is here in Austin. Yeah. I, I like, and it's a great <clears throat> place to see things. And a friend of mine went to see the, the re-release of Dune there. And he said, when the Benny Gesserit speak, yeah. the whole fucking theater just shakes. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, all right, um, maybe you should get tickets to see this at the like IMAX. At, at, at yeah. whatever the biggest IMAX that's near you. Because it feels like that's going to be a big thing. Even in our little theater, the sound was incredible. The, the, yes. sound, the sound design. The, the images. Like there the are, subwoofers are working. The, yeah. <laughs> There are scenes, I mean, if you didn't know, there are worms in the movie, and yeah. there are scenes where there are worms, and that stuff, I like, I cannot, because, I mean, we, we saw it in the, the, the smaller screen, but, like, to see this in IMAX with, the, like, some of those, like, towards the end, it was like, holy fucking shit. Yeah. That would be just 
amazing. Totally uh, ripped off. Insanely Totally ripped off from Teen Wolf. (laughs) (laughs) Just the same thing, but instead of a van, it's a sandwich. But, but, you know, to to, to speak to that, I mean, the scope of this movie. The scope is insane. The scale of it. And what Villeneuve has done that I think is very smart is, yes, he's a stylish director, but he's not throwing his camera around all Uh -uh. over the place. This isn't like one of those CG action movies where the camera's flying. Occasionally, it has to move in ways that feel unrealistic, but almost that almost never happens. There are whole shots that feel just like lockdown camera shots or simple pans. Using like telephoto just to zoom in. And and you know that he's using tons of CG, but because he's using the camera the way you would film in a real environment, it sells the illusion so well, as opposed to once the camera starts breaking the laws of physics in a movie you kind of just kind of get lost in it and just kind of, you lose the thread, I, but he makes it feel so grounded yeah, there's, and real. There's a, a, a sense of like, uh, like a documentary on the ground with soldiers. Type yeah. I just to took it. a camera I, and filmed I, this. I, I know yeah. they could have, but it looks that what, way. This, this might be a really crazy hot take, but like, I never not believe what was going on. Like yeah. it felt all so real. This is some of the best like CGI and uh special effects I've, ever seen it looks so fucking seamless for even the warm shit yeah it's like this that looks like they were fucking writing it dude i, I was watching that only kind of because i was fucking my popcorn bucket at the time <laughs> but i had to make you that, too one of us had to make that joke in here somewhere oh like, the uh, dude popcorn well, bucket that was my the final one thought that was my grade thanks for stealing it yeah the one popcorn you were bucket, using no i was using it before okay you. No, you better come up with something else then. i came a little bit earlier <laughs> oh, yeah, was, is that yeah. butter that's not butter <laughs> i gotta get my spice light <laughs> uh what were we saying though uh yours uh, spice, tell us about your hot the sticky spice butter is the wife <laughs> oh and how the spice flowed oh lord i'm gonna hate spice my wife tonight that was my favorite line reading uh, christopher walken going the spice has got a flow no he doesn't do that no. this is a very restrained spice. christopher walken Spice has to, um, has to flow. We use it for space travel. You, uh, Benny Jesuit, witches. You, Benny Jesuit. You fucked all this up. You said uh, the plan was to. Uh, I should on. be the emperor. Now I gotta do deal with this wad. Deeb. It always makes me laugh about walking because he reads lines exactly as as uh, uh, William Shatner does. He just has like a high pitch he hits during it. Yeah. They do read lines the same way. They do. Like, they do. <laughs> I, I, I was really curious to see because, I mean, there's all kinds of crazy, weird types of things that happen in the world of Dune. People talk about spice and harvesters and Wormside and the Landsrod and, you know, the Bene Gesserit and all of these various strange Wait, sci-fi terms. And, the Wikipedia. and you keep thinking, what is, how is Walken going to do this? Uh, and I have to admit, one of my few criticisms is, even though he's always wonderful, I felt a little underwhelmed because he really feels like a minor character in this when he's a bigger character in the book. And I'm like, if you buck, get buck, Christopher fucking Walken... Uh, I expected more, and, and it's interesting that Denny Villeneuve is one of the few people on the planet who can say, "Chris, I want you to tone this down." Well, because I, he equally made his daughter more important, who covers a lot of the ground, right there, True. and she is a much more important character going forward, right? Agreed. So it's like, well, the emperor is all like completely impotent after yeah. the story, so you're just like, why? 
is this why would you give him those big scenes other than the fact it's Christopher Walken but you, you this the presence yeah. the presence of because um, it's it's like one of those uh, to be those, fair if you're like handing it off to anyone you hand it off to Florence Pugh you're like well I guess that's okay <laughs> well, yeah and that's the thing is like you you everyone knows who Christopher Walken is yeah and uh, you're like oh, okay I get how intense this is and how right. important this is you don't need and because I, I was concerned about the same thing mainly with his performance is like. Is it going to be like a you know a Brooklyn a Brooklyn from a Brooklyn guy from fucking the Emperor? Like what the fuck's <laughs> going on? Like like it, it's it didn't like so Fade uh, Rashad, what are you doing here? Like you're going to be my champion. I like, got you. You got to go to the lands rad <clears throat> and make my case. Uh, uh, much like the first film, Zimmer is really working his ass off oh, yeah. here, Dude. and clearly in deep collaboration with uh, the director Villanueva. It the soundtrack is such an important part of Fucking this a. film, of both films. The sound design, yeah, the works. sound design, the music well. feels like sound design. It at does, times. Yeah. Uh, and it oh, just oh, it's, God, there's so many there's some there's a lot of about this film that's just kind of like a. Like a zen-like experience, just let it wash over you. I was, a, I was a fucking you. in a trance the you're entire just, time. As you said, you're kind of in a trance. You let the film just happen to you. Every every like part of this movie of how you put together a film, it all works together seamlessly. I'm just gonna play some tube and throat singing and just make you docile, dude. The the throat singing, oh, I I love that shit. Uh, <laughs> Power and spice. Uh, hello, spice. Hello, it's hello. got a flow. <laughs> like, bum, 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 bum. Just have a little quartet <laughs> singing. Doom, 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 doom. Spice is the power. Mr. Give Sin me a spice. Send me some spice. Sin. Give me the word and I'll write it all on. Uh, don't give me those hard codings. They're gonna kill me. Dune, the musical. It's Dune! Exclamation mark. Uh, don't. You know you, you say said, to see it. You just said that out loud and you need to stop. Oh. We should edit this part out in case anyone in Hollywood is listening, because I don't want doing this. <laughs> Those one of us kids on have Broadway. a good point. They have a good point. Apparently, they all want doing the musical. I, we I, should do that. I have a friend who just recently worked on the Beetlejuice musical, the, the touring production here. Uh -huh. And Psyche. she says, yeah. Uh -huh. And she's like, the sandworm is amazing. She loves the sand. She was like, she was so bummed. But can you fuck She it? didn't get to operate the sandworm. Uh, but yeah, I'm just saying. You can make a giant worm on stage in a musical. Yeah, it can be done. Yeah, I just, I'm that's all But should it be? No, it shouldn't be. Like, come on. You just saw Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer, <laughs> yeah. the musical. We can do this, but should we? Oppie! <laughs> exclamation mark. <laughs> not a bad idea. Let's get a final thoughts. Uh, Marco, why don't you get us started? <laughs> I, I Look, when, I wasn't on the first dude review, but I remember talking to you afterwards, and we both agreed that it was going to be kind of difficult to give a rating to a movie that we'd really only seen half of it really felt like I only saw half of this story. Uh -huh. And so I thought by the time I got to part two, I'm going to walk out of that theater with this big sense of closure. And then I can accurately uh, rate it. I'm not sure I got that. I, I still feel like, Oh my goodness, there's still a lot more. Villanova kind of did a bait and switch on me. You know, I came thinking I'm going to get that. Cause honestly, I thought we're never gonna get Dune Messiah. We're never gonna get Children of Dune or God Emperor. I just want a good standalone Dune movie, and so getting that feeling was not expected. And I can't tell you how much I'm waiting to see him do it again uh -huh, because yeah. I had such a great time. I'm like, you know what? I kind of feel like you took away this thing that I was expecting 
but you gave me something different and you gave me a lot of what I wanted. I have some questions about some of the choices that were made, but I also think some of those choices are designed to pay off in some future film. And the best thing I can say about any movie is it makes me want to keep going. You know, ordinarily I would have been fine. Just like one and done. We're never going to get any of those films. Just but you, the know perfect what, dude movie. you know what the story is. I and, know what it's moving. And now doing. you see what Villanueva can do with it. Exactly. And like, yeah. I really want to see the next I ver- really the, want to see chapter. it. <laughs> so, but viewing the experience as a whole, I honestly need to rewatch this again uh, before I could even give it anything. So I'm only saying that because right now this is a tentative Ooh. review. Ask me if, ask me the week after I've seen it again in a few months and we'll have a different conversation. I'm going to have to give this part two. I'm going to have to give this eight and a half out of 10 wow. sandworms. Wow. Wow. That's pretty low. That's pretty low, man. No, that's back in good. the old spill days, he would have gone like, why did Marco hate Dune? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because the internet is where nuance goes to die. <laughs> right. What about you? Um, Speaking as someone who has not read the books uh, and viewing this as a, as the part two to the first one, which I thought was a 10 out of 10 as well. Um, this, it was absolutely incredible. I, I don't know how else to describe it other, other than hyperbole and, and other adjectives. <laughs> like it's, it is, it There's was a lot of adjectives out there. Yeah, right. Uh, it, pick one. it was so exciting. Uh, marvelous. Marvelous. Wonderful. Um, wonderful. Um, and superb. Um, <laughs> I, I loved, uh, every bit of this, the, the performances, everyone treated this so well, uh, where like, I don't know if we really talked about him that much, but like Timothy Chalamet is such an incredible actor. And for to take on this type of role where it's it's a fucking big deal to do this, I think. Uh for especially I think he, I think he understands now. Yeah. He understands it yeah. so much. And I I think he's such a great actor and uh he I, I think for what Denis Villeneuve did for um the adaptations of these books is like he was doing that I, I assume the best that he could to adapt these. And it seems like it's like, okay, well for even the fans of the books, like it's pretty, still pretty goddamn good. Cause the, these are coveted and like well-respected and like, and truly inspiring works. And for him to do this and to adapt this into something that is not only uh, a, a good, a, I would hopefully think a, a faithful ish uh, adaptation uh, enough at least, uh, but also just a crowd pleasing really thought provoking film where it is achieving on a scale of like technical achievements on like how it looks, the acting, the writing, the music, all these different things all at once. It is trans transcendental. Like it is so fucking amazing. So you liked it. That's what you're saying. I'm going to give this. He's got his dude popcorn I wish, bucket over here. I got. I'm obviously. about to fuck this I mean, it's, thing it's to it's hell and high heaven. It's literally attached. It's yes. literally attached to me. It is well eating used. my dick. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, if I can give it more than out of a ten, I would. I like. I someone asked me earlier today to, in the spill days, we used to say better than sex. Well, I, someone was like on a scale of one to ten, what it is like. I don't think it's better than a scale. Like it is. It is fucking amazing. Uh, so I'll. Fine, I'll give it ten out of ten. Um, fuck, I didn't even think about this. Uh, shit, uh, I warned you earlier. I knew. God damn it! 
Uh, 10 out of 10 uh, buckets of popcorn. I'll definitely fuck tonight. Okay, so you're just going to take that anyway. <laughs> what a lazy critic. Right? Yeah, I'm going to take that away from you. <laughs> Remind me not to have any popcorn ever again. <laughs> Never again. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think this is a film that delivers, but I'm also kind of on Marco's side that I need... I need more time to process the film and I need to go to the IMAX, the real IMAX to see this. Um, I really want that experience of seeing this film, which I think I like better than the first one. Um, I, yeah, I mean like I rewatched the first one this morning. I woke up early so I could rewatch it and and like just get it right, right there in my head. Yeah. yeah. I think I, I think this is a better film. Villanueva says he thinks this is the better of the two films. Sure. Yeah. Like I, he said the first one's hard because it's so much exposition mm-hmm. and it's hard to do that organically. And I get that hundred percent. Like there's, there's a huge universe with so much shit going on and he's got to find a way to do that. And I remember like, so you watch the first film, a lot of it's set up with uh, Paul watching training videos, uh, you know, and I think it was actually, the do the sandwich. I think it was actually a cool way of doing I it. I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah. It worked, but it was like, yeah, I, I, as you're watching it, it takes you out of it a little bit because you're like, I see that you have to do this. Yeah. Like, hey, and this was an interesting way to do it, but like, it takes you out of it a little bit. Part one YouTube like, video, and I can I can write a word. I just <laughs> one good YouTube tutorial. <laughs> but the this one, once you were fully in this world, I love that he is not unquestionably this messiah yeah he has a path and all the stuff going on but he is like even when like they're like oh he shall know our ways he cheats yeah. <laughs> you know like he's helped by zendaya's character gianni you yeah. know it's it's a very political movie and uh-huh. it's a so interesting on that level there's going to be people that are going to there's definitely going to be people who are going to be like I don't know why you guys like this stuff. I just want some like just straightforward fun. And y'all are talking a bunch of fucking like shit. I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh my I God. know people like that who will be that way. These we fucking... know people who are that way. Do we? We know smart people who will not get into so this. So they're dummies. Like, okay. So like our buddy Johnny Neal hated <sighs> Dune. Yeah, he did. What? Yeah, he, he hated did. it. Johnny Neal, if you're listening to this. He also, I love you. He also watched it at home and live tweeted he was as live he tweeted. was watching it. And Literally, we were all Johnny. like, what are you doing? Literally, Johnny, things he was bitching about were answered within the movie, but he was too busy typing. Keep all of this in. I was like, just watch the movie. Sometimes you have to just watch it. Imagine, like, he's a big David Lynch fan. I'm like, imagine if oh, you did well. that with David Lynch yeah. films and just were like, I'm too busy bitching I, about the thing I, I saw. I can't believe I somebody found a fucking ear. What is this movie even about? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think this is a masterpiece. I think it's going to be hailed for years and years as Uh a masterpiece. But again, I need a second viewing to know really firmly how I feel about it. But my initial reaction is uh, 10 out of 10 uh, knives that I'm just my good friend, Frank Herbert, named after me as a tribute to our friendship. I swear to God. And my mentorship of him. Stop it. What? No. It was a while ago. You even leaned in like, I'm so glad. Well, no, they they did. Like Herbert and I were good friends. He was just a kid when we met, and I kind of helped him along the way. If it was yeah. a crisscross Cox knife, <laughs> then I'd have been like, yes, no, because that that's not a thing. Oh, it's a thing, goddammit. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. <laughs> I will. I will kill you with a crisscross cross knife <laughs> right now. I will stab you through the heart. Oh, I'll be welcome to it. 